All right, so welcome to Reignite Church. I'm Pastor Marshall, and this is my beautiful better half, Tiffany. Oh, y'all can give it up for the Lord. Y'all can get up, give it up for Tiffany a little bit, right? You give it up for the Lord, too? I gave it up for the Lord, but they can give it up for you. Anyway, um, welcome. Our, our philosophy here is love is the way we serve. That's how we, that's how we do ministry. We, we want to serve um, out of love and everything we want to do, we want to connect it to love so people see Jesus in us and not, not us in, our, in ourselves. Um, so anyway, we're in our final week of our communication series. Everybody said amen. Oh, man. Have y'all been enjoying the series? I've been really enjoying the series. But anyway, um, what we want to do today is we want to um, convey the message we've been trying to convey for the last three weeks that God expects us to communicate a certain way and he wants us to communicate effectively with him and with others and so with that being said I need your help this morning to to introduce my sermon if you're going to help me say amen. amen 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 would you turn to the person next to you who you think needs this the most and say listen up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn to the other person because they need it too. Tell them, listen up. That's, that's, my, that's my subject today. <laughs> listening, listening, church, is the easiest thing we do, but it's the hardest thing that we do, isn't it? It's the easiest, but it's yet the hardest. Um, someone said it's because listening is about frequency. Say frequency. I'll explain. Let me help you with that. For example, there's sounds in this room right now that you do not hear but there are sounds in this room just because I can't hear them don't mean they aren't there right um um if I blew a dog whistle some of you might respond no <laughs> some, of the, some of the guys are like you 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 no if I blew a dog whistle um none of you would hear it but a dog would respond so there are certain sounds that we hear um, on another frequency. Um, I read something that's, that, that, that illustrated that if I rub my thumb and index finger together, there, there's, a, there's a sound that's not easily heard. Can y'all hear that? There's a sound that's, that's not easily heard, but there's a sound that's being made. For example, if I, if I, do, if I do this, etymologists say that, that when bats are trained, Bats are trained to come to this sound. Just because you can't hear it don't mean it's not there. It's the frequency in which we hear. Um, this is important. Let me help you with that. This is important because there are four types of people in the room today. And the challenge with me as a pastor is to teach you on the frequency in which you hear. Man, 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 man. And I'm going to try to do my best. And, and, so, and so some people hear with the mind. Some people hear with the heart. Some people hear with the soul. And then other people hear with the hands. I'll explain that in a minute. Some people hear with the mind. What, what am I talking about? Uh, some listen with the mind. Um, they listen for exegetical information. They want details, Marco. They want details of the breakdown of the scripture. They, they are exegetical in their, in their hearing of the information. They, they want points and, and, and they want to follow in a certain direction. That's ex exegetical listening. And then there are some that listen with the heart for, for illustrative inspiration. Illustrative inspirational listeners aren't necessarily about the information. They're about being touched by what they hear. They, they want to be moved. They want to be touched by what they're listening to. 
And so the, 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 the struggle with preaching is to try to be able to reach both of those types of people. But there's another type of listener in the room. There's a type of listener in the room that listens with their soul. They listen for a theologic, theological reflection. Pastor, I want to tie all this to the purpose of God. God's thought in the text. What, tell me and, and let me hear from God's thought in the text. They want to find purpose in the text from God. They're theological listeners. And there's a, there's a fourth one in the room. You listen with your hands. You listen with your hands. What do I mean by that? You listen, you listen for practical application. You want to know, what's the immediate action, Pastor? Give me direction and action and what, what you said. And all that you said, so what? What's the action? And so there are four types of listeners. Some listen with their mind, some listen with their, with their heart, some listen with their soul, and some listen with their hands. Think about that. You're listening on one of these frequencies right now. And, and, and I'm encouraged, but I'm challenged every week to try to meet you on that level so that you get it. And every week I'm coming back and I'm looking at you and thinking, did they get it? Did she get it? Did she get it? This is helpful because if we're going to be great communicators, we have to first be great listeners. And you have to learn which way you listen to best. At what frequency am I on? So I asked Tiffany to come and, and she's going to help us with this a little further and she's going to take us to the text. So babe, let's do it. Let's do it. So even in scripture, it shows how important listening is. And when you have any type of conversation or any type of communication going on, listening is the very first thing that even scripture points out that you should do. So today our scripture is going to be coming from James chapter one, verses 19 through 24. But verse 19 is what's going to be our building block for today. So verse 19 says, understand this, my dear bro brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen. Notice that's the first thing, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. I'm going to ask Marshall to come up here and help me with this little formula that I came up with. Easy way to remember this verse. All you got to do is remember quick, slow, slow. Say it with me. Quick, slow, slow. 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 Yes, so even even scripture tells us that the first thing we all must be quick to listen. It doesn't say to talk first. That's not what it says. It says to listen first and then to speak and be slow to speak, slow to anger. Verse 20 says, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. And James explains this to us like this. It's impossible for us to produce what God wants and how he wants it if we're angry. Have you ever tried to do something for God, but you're angry? You can't get it done. There's no way, because your anger is blocking that. Verse 21 says, so get rid of all filth and evil in your lives, and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. 
Now, the thing that I liked and I thought was interesting and I thought about it, I said, you know what? God is still speaking today. And all of the mess that's going on in the world, God is still speaking today. But the thing is, is are we listening? Now, I didn't say, are we hearing? I said, are we listening? Because there's a difference between when you listen and when you hear. When you listen, that's when you give attention to something. When you hear something, that just means you understand it. So when you give attention to something, that means it's interesting. That's why you're giving attention to it, whatever it is. If something is getting your understanding, that's just how you interpret something. That's just how you view it. So that's why people can say something to you, and you don't even hear what they're saying because you're not interested. They haven't caught your interest. You're just interpreting what you think you're hearing and how you feel that you're hearing. And a lot of us, when we don't hear what we want to hear, what's the first thing you do? You turn the ears off. So there's a difference between when you listen to somebody and when you hear someone. And Pastor stated earlier that there's different listeners. All of us may feel like, oh, I listen with my, my mind, I listen with my heart, I listen with my soul, I listen with my hands, I listen with all of it. It's impossible. You can't. Because if you're a person that you want to get detailed study, then you don't care about if you're getting feeling. You want the detailed study. That's it. If you listen with your heart, if you want to be touched by the heart, again, you don't care about the details. You just want to be touched in the heart. So it's hard, even when you listen in regular conversation, to be all of these things. You're one, maybe two, but not all of them. So have you ever really tried to listen when you're not really into the conversation? We've all done it. My hand will go up first. We've all heard people talking, and you're not really into what they're saying, but, oh, Lord, we're trying. It's like, okay. Some people, or someone has said that it takes patience to listen, but it takes skill to pretend that you're listening. Because have you ever noticed, you you can't listen and people that are talking to you, they can't listen to you because they may be trying to finish what you're trying to say. How do you know what I'm going to say? You don't know what I'm going to say, but you're sitting there like, and, and, and then come down and get a donut. And you don't know what I'm going to say, but because we're so busy trying to finish something, we can't really hear what they're saying. So let's go back to the verses. In verse 22, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Hmm, right there. We could just stop right there. Because how many of us listen, not even listen, but we hear his word. Again, there's a difference. We hear his word. But then you've got to do the second part. You have to do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Again, God knows. I mean, you can try to act like, oh, well, I do this, and I, and I love everybody and I'm nice to everybody no that's what the Bible says but do a lot of people even do that something as simple as that that's why there's a lot of that that's why you don't see a lot of in my opinion a lot of transformation inside of churches and inside of church people because they don't even listen to God's word they hear it but then they don't apply it to their lives. 
Have you ever had a kid? I know my little granddaughter, she's the, the, the most recent one that I can think of. We kept telling her, don't touch the fireplace, it's hot, even though it wasn't hot, but we didn't want her to get used to touching it. And then when it was really hot, she wouldn't know. But we kept saying, don't touch the fireplace, it's hot. Don't touch the fireplace, it's hot. What does she keep doing? Try to, don't touch it, it's hot. <laughs> don't touch it, it's hot. One day we had the fireplace on and it was off and she went up to it and and then had the nerve to turn around and look at me, ot, Mimi, ot. I said, I know it's ot. Mimi told you that it's ot. But that's how we are with God. He tells us something, we don't listen, and then we have the nerve to turn around and look at God and say, well, how come you let me fall into that hole? Well, how come you let me get hurt? Well, I told you in my word, you just chose not to listen. You chose not to do and obey what I said to do. So that's on us. And I think a lot of times if we start listening to God in the beginning, then we'll cut down on how many times we run to him afterwards because we're in crisis. So, true. so verse 23 says, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. 24, you see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. How many times, probably more ladies than men, not saying that men don't, but you get your mirror and you're just, and then you, wait a minute, did I, did I put mascara on? Did I straighten my hair? Did I put on the lip gloss? Did I check my shirt? That's because we're so quick to look and be on to the next thing. Oh, I gotta send a text. Oh, I gotta see what is going on. You don't even remember what you saw. It's the same thing with God's word. We pick up God's word. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm out. But what did you really read? You didn't let it soak into you. You're so quick to read it and then just get up and go because I'm on to the next thing. And that's how we are. We look in the mirror, quickly leave, don't even remember what you saw. God's word is the same way. A lot of times I think we just want to check off boxes. As Martine said earlier, I thought to myself, she must have been looking over my shoulder while I was typing. A lot of times we want to read our Bible and say, check. A lot of times we want to say, I made it to church, check. I listened to some worship music, check. I was nice to some people, check. We just were more worried about checking off the boxes than authentically doing what we're supposed to do because we forgot what we're supposed to do because we didn't spend the time in it. We give God no room to talk to us. We certainly don't give him room to listen. Check, 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 check. So here are six ways to know if you're hearing from God regularly. Number one, have a close friendship with him. When you have a close friendship with someone, what do you do with them? You talk to them every day, right? Whether you're talking to them in communication like this, you text, phone call, email, but you're talking to them every, 
you know, every day. That's the same thing we should do with God. Have a close relationship with him where you're talking to him every day. You're talking to him throughout the day, not just once a week on Sunday because I came to church, got it done, don't have to talk to you anymore, God. You don't eat once a week, but we eat God's word only once a week. So when you have a close friendship with him, um, you'll grow to understand him more and more. Number two, know that God communicates in different forms. It depends on the time and the circumstance on how he's going to communicate to you. But he will communicate through your thoughts, through prayer, through your Bible reading, listening to worship, or even if you just get some type of counsel from another Christian. There's many different ways that he can communicate with you. He can use dramatic ways if it's necessary, but the goal is for you to be so close to him that you'll just pay attention. That's all it takes. Number three, you need to renew your mind. Since God speaks through your thoughts, you want God to cleanse your thoughts. You want to have a Christ-focused mind, meaning you want to make decisions the way that God would make decisions. Not the way that Tiffany would make decisions not the way that Marsha would make decisions, anybody. You want to make decisions the way that God would make them. So renew your mind by asking him to cleanse out the clutter, cleanse out the false beliefs and attitudes, to cleanse the unhealthy feelings and the misguided plans. So many times we have plans and they're just misguided, but you don't know because are you renewing your mind? Do you have the close relationship with God? Are you communicating with him? Number four, invite God to help you before you read his word. And someone even said this in one of our groups this week. They said that when they sit down to read the word, before they even read, they ask God, guide me. Help me to understand what I'm about to read. And that's, and that's important. In group. Yes, in group. In group, yes, someone said that. And that's very important to do because a lot of times you can pick up God's word and if your mind is cluttered and things are going on, you may not be able to understand fully what you're reading, and you may miss out on what God has for you. So ask him to help you for clarity and for understanding. Number five, you need to recognize God's voice from all others. The only way you can do this, this comes from experience. You have to just be able to be in tune with it and to practice that over and over. God will never send you a thought that contradicts what the Bible says. Never. Never, never, never. Any type of thought that you have, if you know your word, you can say, does the Bible say this to me? And if it contradicts it, that's not from God. That's from Satan. God speaks with authority, but when he speaks, you feel peace and you feel joy. You don't feel craziness. You don't feel confusion. You don't feel, oh, I don't know what to do. That's Satan. That's not God. So you have to recognize God's voice from all others because in this day and age, God knows there's a lot of voices that are trying to get your attention for all different kinds of things because it's trying to distract you from God and what he wants you to do. So continue to study his word and to ask for confirmation that he is the one that is speaking to you. God will give you confirmation. And when God speaks to you, I don't, I just, I can't explain it. You know it is him. He will not let that thing rest, whatever it is. You think, okay, I I didn't do it, and I'm good. And you're going along. Three days later, you feel that. 
and the same thought comes back. You need to go apologize. Oh, I don't think so. I, I don't think I... A couple of days later, you get, there goes that little touch again. So God will confirm when it is him, and you'll know that it's him. Number six, you need to set aside regular time to listen to what he has to say. Set aside regular time to listen to what he has to say. I don't know when that time is for you. You know when that time is for you. Maybe it's morning. Maybe it's lunchtime. Maybe it's at night when all of the kids are in the bed. But you need to set a regular time to listen to what he has to say. If you, ever, if you don't ever give him that time to see what he's saying, how are you going to know his voice? How are you going to ever experience him? You won't because you didn't give him the time. Be intentional when, set, when listening for God's voice. It's better to listen regularly to God than to ask for guidance. Now, I'm not saying asking for guidance, God guide me in this, God guide me in that. I'm not saying that that's bad. But you won't have to ask for guidance as much when you're already listening to him regularly because you'll already know. So just remember the six things that we said is you know, have a close relationship with him. Know that God communicates in different forms. Renew your mind. Invite God to help you before reading his word. Recognize God's voice from all others and set aside a regular time to listen to what he has to say. And Pastor Marshall's going to come up and he's going to tell us why all of this is important. Mm, 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 mm. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's good. Thank you, babe. Um, so listening is important, especially when it comes to God's word. Um, we have to be able to know this him because the devil speaks to us, too. Right. Yeah, the, the devil tempts you with things and speaks to us and, and allows you to be lured with things by your own desires. Um, and so we got to know, we got to di- differentiate between God and, and the enemy of our souls. Um, but this is important because in ancient times, scripture reading, um, in ancient times, scripture, scripture reading was important, an important part of worship. Not everybody had access to the scriptures. And so when people came to worship, um, not everyone knew how to read because they didn't have access. It, was, it wasn't a priority at that time in ancient times. So the people would come and they would just sit and they would hear like we do today. We come and we hear the word um, spoken. And so it, it, it was important that they, that they knew how to worship in public and hear from God. And this is, because, this is important because life before Alexa... When, when, God, when God wanted to get something to you, the first thing God asked us to do was what? Listen. 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 So listening is important. Anytime God wants to give you something, he's going to tell you listen first. Anytime God wants you to do something, if he's going to get something to you, if he wants to do something through you, he's going to tell you to listen first. And I can give you an example of that in Exodus 34.10. Um, I love this passage because um, God illustrates the point I just made. Um, when God renewed the covenant with Israel, with, with Moses and Israel, um, he had them listen up. That's the first thing he said. God always dictate the terms, church. I said, in your relationship, God always dictates the terms. And so this is what he says in, in, in verse 10. He said, the Lord replied, listen. Everybody say, listen. I am making a covenant, that means a promise, um, with you in the presence of all your people that I will perform miracles that have never been performed. Did y'all, did y'all see that? Don't miss your moment. 
God is telling Moses that I'm, I'm going to perform miracles in front of everybody. And, and, and this is the thing, that's, this is going to be something that's never been done before. It's never been done in the history of doing things. And so, and so that God may, he may want you to listen up for something that he's going to do for you that's never been done before. But it's going to start with listening. And, and so he says that I will perform miracles that, that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord. And the awesome power I would display for you. That's why God does stuff for you. That's why God gets things to you. Because he, and he does things through you. Because God is trying to display himself. And it's important. When, when, when you got your stuff going on, God has got his stuff going on. But it starts with listening. In verse 11 it says, but listen carefully. He's, he's, he's reiterating the point. He says, listen carefully to everything I command you today. Church family, somebody needs to listen to everything we're telling you today. Listen to everything I'm telling you today. Then I will go ahead of you and drive out the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. God is saying, if you listen today, I'm going to go ahead of your problems. And I'm going to take care of those problems. And I'm going to drive out everything that's just distracting you today. He's talking to Moses and Israel, but he's talking to you today. Something that you're going to go through this week, you need to listen today for his voice. Because God's going to take care of it. But it starts with listening. We have to understand before God moves on his end, we need to listen on our end. And this is for free. The Hebrew word for, the Hebrew meaning for listen is to obey. That's what it means in the Hebrew. That's what it means today in the 21st century. <laughs> if we obey God's word, he has, he has reason to invest in whatever we need. Because he's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He's the God of the Old Testament. He's the God also of the New Testament. He's the God of the then and then and the near and now. Oh, 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 man. Oh, my, oh, gosh. Um, and when we make listening a priority, church, we actually partner with God and what he wants to do through others. What he wants to get to you and do to others and through others. So Romans 10 says, I saw this and I, and I thought, man, I need to give this to them because this really blessed me. Um, we hear this all the time. Y'all know Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by what? Faith cometh by what? Y'all know your scripture? Faith cometh, that's the King James Version. It's, it's in me, it's in me. Um, but faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So listen up. Listen, listen to this. Everybody lean in. In the, in the booth, lean in. Lean in. I'm inviting you in. Lean in. Listen to this. Um, it's hearing faith that accents the achievements of Christ. I'll say that again. It's hearing faith that accents the achievements of Christ. We try to do stuff without the hearing faith, but it's hearing faith. It's the accent. You know what, what it means to accent, something to be an accent? Um, um, for example, Tiffany's jacket here. When she puts this on, it's an accent to her wardrobe. So, so when, when I say hearing faith is, is an accent to our, our, our belief, hearing, hearing is an accent, that means it complements what we're about to do. 
man, man, I thought y'all would get it. I thought y'all would get it. Um, so when something is, a, so when, some, when we say that, um, that hearing is important, we must understand without, without hearing, you can't do anything. You can't do the right thing. I'll say it that way. You can't do the right thing because it complements. It's an, it's an accent to what, you, to what you believe and to what God is speaking in your life. So this week, I want to compliment your faith by listening. And I want you to compliment God by listening. And so this is, this is what I want you to do because th- this is important. The same letters that are in the word listen are in the word silent. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, are, are you ready to get comfortable being uncomfortable? Church family listening online, are you ready to get comfortable being uncomfortable? Um, this may be awkward for you this week, but it's something I want to challenge you to do. Um, before we give our opinions to others, let's have a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. Before we give God our request this week, let's have a moment of silence. And, and let's have a moment of silence right now for anything we, we need God to do in our lives. hardest thing we we ever do it's the easiest but it's the hardest is to sit in silence and ask God to speak to us ask God to lead us and direct us so that we may follow him completely completely and that our faith will be a compliment to what we've heard man what what if you waited on God every time you did something before you took the job before you married him before you before you purchased that before you gave your authoritative opinion to someone else what if you waited to let God speak to you and not not be ready to tag in and like double dutch if you stop talking I'll give you the answer I got the answer. I got what you need. I got what you need. What if you waited and said, God, God, speak to me first. Speak to me first as they're talking. Speak to me and let me give them what you want me to share. We have to get comfortable being uncomfortable in that. And that may mean practicing some silence. Because the same words that are in listen are the same words that are in silent. When James wrote to the church, he wrote to a group of persecuted people. As we go back to our text, James 1, James was the half-brother of Jesus. But James was not a follower initially. 
He was close to Jesus, but he wasn't close to Jesus. But after the resurrection, uh, James was one of the ones that were familiar with Jesus. He was in the company of Jesus, and he had a change of heart. And it was only then, after the resurrection, that James become a leader in the church. And James wrote to the church and he, because he was a devout believer and he wanted to make sure that people lived right. And so, you know, he understood that you had to have right thinking in order to have right doing. And so he wanted to make sure that on a daily basis, people knew how to live a devoted life. But he was writing to a persecuted people. He was writing to people that were scattered. And James wanted to give them that nugget that when you listen to God, then you can do things for God. Yeah. And this is what he wanted to say. As I close with this last verse, this is what James wanted to say from experience. James says this in James 1.25, it says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law, that is the scripture, all the scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Do y'all see it? If you look at what he says, read, have a conversation with him about it, and don't forget what he tells you to do, what it says to do, then God will bless you. Simple as that. Simple as that. So God wants to get something to you today, and God wants to do something through you today. And if you haven't written anything else down today, the thing you need to write down is, listen up. Everybody say, listen up. Let's stand to our feet. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for... the encouragement it brings, the challenge it brings. But Father, I ask that you will help us to understand what it means to be a listener before we can be a doer. Um, help us in our inner relationships, Lord, with, with each other to be able to listen before we speak. To go quick, slow, slow in everything we do. Father, forgive us when we fail you. We promise to be better. And so those of you that are here with your heads bowed, eyes closed right now, I want to ask you a question. Have you been a good listener? Every head bowed, every eye closed. That's the question on the floor. What would change? What would change in your life if you if you had a moment of silence with God every day? What would change? If you say, God, before I read this word, speak to me. Before I meet with her, speak to me. Before I do this for them, speak to me. Before I take on any more, speak to me. Where would you be? Where would you be? So, Father, uh, I ask that you will be with these that are that are present here today, those that are listening online, Lord, for the, for the hearts that are challenged today, Lord, I'm, I'm asking that you will use them 
through your voice, through your word, through circumstances, however you want to speak to them, through a Christian counsel. Use them, Lord. And Father, I ask that you will get honor and glory for everything that's said and done. And if there's a heart that doesn't know you today, that, that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior today, I want to ask that you uh, take a moment of silence. And I challenge you to, to understand what does it mean to be a believer, to trust Jesus, to let him transform your life. And if you will pray with us while we're praying, as we pray collectively, I want to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. As we're praying and we conclude with, we're praying together. Dear Lord, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. That he is the savior of the world. God, he's your ultimate plan to redeem me of my sins. I receive him today, right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.